Well, let's start with the bad news. UCLA's top recruit in the class of 2023 has decommitted. That's not good news. But we'll talk about some good news, slightly. Let's get to it. Unlocked on UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's your favorite host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. You can follow me at Twitter, on Twitter at Zach and Yox, a couple underscores in there, or follow the show Twitter at Locked On Bruins if you so like. In the meantime, the podcast is free wherever you get it Spotify, Odyssey, Apple, Stitcher, whatever you may be. You can also watch it on YouTube. Thanks for watching, subscribers and non subscribers. Like, comment, and if you so well do so, please subscribe. Thank you for all the support once again. And of course, UCLA, as I mentioned in the lead, loses their top recruit in Roderick Robinson II. And while it's not a mighty moment for an eight-clap, we need to stand together and do an eight-clap anyway to start this show. So everybody, hands in the air. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. Let's go. All right, right to it. Here we go for Locked On UCLA in this bye week for UCLA football, the buildup for UCLA basketball. Let's get to it. UCLA with Chip Kelly just got their biggest win in the Chip Kelly era. And while the biggest game of the Chip Kelly era, Chip Kelly era has come and gone and will now be circling the date in about two weeks when UCLA travels to Eugene and takes on the Ducks, for the moment, the biggest game in the last eight years, near the last decade, it, it was won and dominated mostly by the Bruins, 42-32. to 32. Then, just past the weekend, over on, say, the Monday morning of October 10th, UCLA's top recruit, high school recruit, four-star running back, Roderick Robinson II, who is playing out in Lincoln High School, who was a verbal commit for UCLA back in early May, decommitted and flipped his commitment to Georgia. And in a day and age where sometimes we see kids, they, get, they always have to tweet out whatever their new commitment is or their new offer, and they say, all right, verbal, and they go through, thing, go through things, they go through verbal commits. It's not official until they sign the paper and they get into school. And we've seen that front and clear with Roger Robinson. And we wish him all the best out in Georgia. Kind of some background. He is originally from the South, despite playing in high school ball in San Diego at Lincoln. This is a guy who I've already chronicled episodes ago, kind of about, say, 20 episodes ago back when UCLA, remember, posted that graphic about transfer you. We'll get to that in a moment. But we talked about how Roger Robinson, who was the top-ranked recruit, he was a guy who earlier this season had eight touchdowns and 476 yards in one game against modern-day Catholic, not the same modern-day in Santa Ana, modern-day Catholic down in the San Diego area. And he was going to be a big running back, especially with UCLA, about to lose Zach Charbonnet, who keeps putting up big numbers. Charbonnet, a big beastie back. You have Roderick Robinson, the second, all sorts of things for UCLA. And, well, the Bruins are sitting here now without possibly a running back in the wings. And you can argue, all right, transfer portal, whatnot. 
but you can go up and down the recruiting line for what UCLA has in terms of commits for 2023. And we know the director of recruiting personnel, that's Ethan Young. He always likes to tweet out if you follow him on Twitter. Boom. That means they got a commitment and they let the players say who committed. Unfortunately, it was, you know, Roger Robinson who decommits to, you know, go to Georgia. He flips his commit for the defending national champs. And it's interesting how this move to the Big Ten for UCLA and SC was almost supposed to negate that a little bit. You get the big flare. All right. UCLA after this season, for the time being, only one more year in terms of football seasons, still two more seasons for all the other sports and the other fall sports as well. For the most part, one more year after this one where they're in the Pac-12, and then they move to the Big Ten. So the thought was, all right, you need a big running back, a guy who's looked fantastic in high school. Charbonnet, pretty much gone with the likes of Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Bobo, all these guys. It's a very old roster, and thus the 6-0 start a team that's played and shown like they're veterans and ready to play in the college football landscape. And it's the youngster who decommits. And you would think, not only with UCLA moving to the Big Ten, Martin Germond and the UCLA whole athletic department of the university as a whole, thinking this is the right move to go to the Big Ten to really help. All right, how can they step up the recruiting game? How can it help the UCLA recruiting game? UCLA in 2022 starts 6-0, has beaten two top 15 teams in a row, And can you point to certain factors, whether it's the crowd, whether it's the drive, whether it's the lack of hype, you can point to things. You could point to the fact that Georgia's the national champion, that they are along with Alabama and the SEC schools are beginning to choose their pick of people like they've always been, right? But now they they can still flip a commitment after he was a, a verbal commit to UCLA earlier this year in May. And it's just kind of interesting timing, right? UCLA goes, physically dominates Utah, a team who had been one of the more physical dominant teams and programs in the Pac-12 since they joined it in the early 2010s. UCLA goes, asserts their dominance against the Utes, vaulting to number 11 or 12 in the in the nation in terms of the polls. And it's just funny that the timing of it kind of happens in that certain aspect, right? Georgia just went and dominated Auburn. They, I believe, are number one. It kind of flips back and forth at the moment between Georgia and Alabama at the top of the poll, but it just kind of seems odd with the timing. But we wish him all the best as Roger Robinson flips. Remember, guys, I already mentioned eight touchdowns, 476 yards. No, those aren't his season stats. He did that in a single game when we talked about this before when we talked about UCLA's transfer U. We're going to continue to talk about their recruiting class for 2023 in just a moment. In the meantime, for Locked On UCLA, let's get to some words and talk to you about Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting it where it all hurts. It really, really hurts. Yeah, look at those gas prices right now. Absolutely absurd. That's why you can start using Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anybody who buys gas. Underline that. Buys gas. Almost everybody. And groceries or dines out. With every purchase, you can earn cash back thanks to Upside. Get started. All you have to do is download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED. Just the co- promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. In comparison to the other credit card reward programs or loyalty programs, you can earn as many as three times more cash back with Upside. That's why Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. They've got a high app store rating, about 4.8 stars. Just make sure to download the free 
Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to earn $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Use the promo code LOCKED to make your first purchase of $5 or more and or get $5 or more cash back when you make your first purchase of $10 or more. That's why you should all start using Upside. Gas prices, absolutely ridiculous. Continuing to move forward with Locked On UCLA, Zach Edwardson, Yoxheimer with you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Roderick Robinson has decommitted, flipped his commitment to Georgia. So what does that mean for UCLA's class of 2023? We can enjoy the dream ride now, but again, got to always flip the season to next year. And then after the next year, the future even more so, UCLA heads to the Big Ten. And without a big running back commit, a four-star recruit for the likes of UCLA Robinson, who had been a key component of the high school class, Chip Kelly's already made it known in terms of, all right, wanting people who want to be at UCLA, wanting people who, he does, he's not afraid to go to the transfer portal. He wants guys who are proven D1 collegiate football players, as you see with Zach Charbonnet, who comes in and balls out. Jake Bobo, kind of slow start first couple of games. Then when it's mattered in Pac-12 play, he's made key touchdown catches, at least two in each of the last two UCLA Pac-12 games, last two conference games. Jake Bobo's got four touchdowns and like 11 receptions or something like that. I might be shortchanging him. You can see Darius, you can see Muasau, who's come through and had some big plays. He's a transfer. He's a transfer from Hawaii. You got all these guys who are in the transfer portal in, in which UCLA is finding ways to hit the portal more so than the high school rankings. But, you know, it, it, Chip Kelly's proven he can get guys. But the problem is it hasn't always been the high school guys, but that's just been his philosophy. He's even come out and say it, said it. So looking at when I did this representation of UCLA being transfer you when they posted that graphic, excuse me, when they, when they posted the graphic, and that was about hmm, two to three weeks ago now, whenever they said they were transfer you and whatnot then and However, we thought about it. Seems like some fans weren't as positive, but now UCLA six and zero. For the Bruins, they talked about how twenty starters were from transfers and whatnot. In the class of twenty three, UCLA before Roger Robinson had decommitted, had a recruiting class of about an eighty five rank. I believe I was using a two four two and two four seven sports, and then kind of looking it up again, more two four seven sports once again. Um, for UCLA, their composite overall ranking has now dropped to 91. Their transfer rank hasn't changed. It's still 34th in the country from then to now. And you wonder if that number is going to grow even more. And of course it is. There's going to be shocking players we don't expect, both on UCLA's current roster and guys across the Power Five, Group of Five, other schools, wherever it may be, FCS top transfers, JUCO football transfers, who will shockingly either go in the portal or have a great end of the season and have high upside that UCLA can try and snag and hopefully fit the roster and the regime and the program that Chip Kelly is looking to continue to build and what he has now kind of established six games through 2022. So the transfer game already looks the same with the rank, but you can see that they've already dropped six slots simply by a four-star recruit, their top recruit, decommitting and flipping to Georgia 
and UCLA finds themselves on the wrong side of that. And again, you could point out the funny timing of how they get the big win. They run the ball. They're looking good. Charbonnet's looking better than ever with the last three games, just pounding the rock, being dominant against Colorado, Washington, and Utah in that order, all to start Pac-12 play. And it's just boom. And while it's interesting when Robinson had talked about he was still going to go and visit some SEC schools in the South before, or after, I should say, after he had already committed to UCLA, that was a bit concerning. But now it's official. He's flipped. We wish him all the best. And remember, he is already from around that area. So there's no ill will. There should not be ill will from Bruin fans. Maybe a bit concerning in terms of recruiting aspects they have dropped in the class of 23 rankings. I was going off the 247 rankings. But for UCLA, unfortunately, the basketball recruiting, it seems to be going great. They got Brandon and Devin Williams, good four-star recruits, but it's their four-star football recruit that decommits and kind of leaves UCLA hanging. But again, this is who they still have lined up as their hard commits from what I'm seeing. And this, this is what the Bruins have. They have Trey Edwards, a modern-day Catholic recruit and a linebacker. You have Grant Gray from Norco, who's a three-star. Edwards is now the lone four-star high school recruit who committed back in May. Ty Lee, a Bosco product, three-stars safety. Luke Duncan from Orinda from Miramonte is a 6'5 quarterback, three-star recruit. I think it's Donovan uh, Pilot, who's from Vegas. He's an athlete, three-stars. And from Henderson, Nevada, A.J. Fuliamanano. I think I got that right. Probably not. Henderson, Nevada. Hopefully I got that right. A.J. from Nevada. He's a three-star recruit. He was a, a commit back in July. And uh, the another two Vegas, two Nevada commits, one in September, the other one being in July. So for UCLA, six current high school commits with their recruiting class dipping down closer to the hundreds that is closer to the upper echelons of high school recruiting. And we know Chip Kelly does his mark when it comes to getting the transfer portal. And again, that brings up the question, which was brought up a few weeks ago. Is UCLA transfer you? Well, there's been so many graphics that have come out since then, kind of mocking the initial tweet as to, no, where transfer you, where transfer you, whoever it is. I'm not sure who the latest team is that marks themselves to be transfer you with the most amount of starters utilized. But you cannot cannot be dismayed from UCLA being transfer you arguably still look at all their key players a lot of the key players stay with me now are transfers so while the class of 23 looks a little bleak for Chip Kelly and company just remember it's a combination of both who can Chip Kelly find that is that transfer that will come in and maybe it's not for the 23 season maybe it's him building another two-year run to get ready for the Big Ten after this hopeful dream season in 22. And then you find the guy like a Dorian Thompson Robinson who goes out and breaks UCLA career records like the passing touchdown record going into his fifth and final year for UCLA. It's finding the right guys who can mix in and mesh. It's finding the guy who wants to be here for four to five years like Dorian Thompson Robinson and be that leader mixed in with the guy who fits in with the UCLA academics, fits in with that kind of SoCal vibe, the Westwood vibe, loves the Rose Bowl, and loves the Pac-12 soon-to-be Big Ten era, and get things rolling. So while it looks bleak, hopefully we can have some, you know, let's just, Chief Kelly's proven now at the moment he can build something. 
And while there's people who used to be calling for his heads, people who might still be calling for his heads and just saying it's lucky so far, people could point to the schedule, whatever it may be, trust the process. And I know trusting the process didn't work exactly for the Sixers, but just let Chip Kelly work and we'll see how it plays out in this class of 23. That's kind of the update right now for UCLA football. In the meantime, let's tell you more about thrilling moments with Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we can highlight the most exciting play or important momentous moment throughout UCLA's history. And technically, we got both with UCLA versus Utah for both a historical moment with it also being a thrilling moment. I teased it already. This week's thrilling moment from the UCLA-Utah game was the 70-yard touchdown from Dorian Thompson-Robinson to Logan Loya. Not only was it important in terms of the game, because UCLA was only up 28-25 at the time in the fourth quarter, it was a touchdown that really said on second and 19, they went for it, a little crossing pattern, you can call it different words, whatever it is, it was Loya coming over the middle, had his only catch for a touchdown, as I teased before in previous episodes, who was the guy that made the big play? Logan Loya came through with the 70-yard touchdown. And not only did that truly ice the game away before a defensive stop, it was the record-breaking touchdown for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, his fourth passing touchdown of the game, as he ended up getting five overall. Dorian Thompson-Robinson surpassed Brett Hundley for most passing touchdowns in a career with his 76th. So congrats to Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That is the Nissan thrilling play of the week. This segment has been inspired by the thrilly, thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. They're available now at NissanUSA.com. In the meantime, let's wrap up this bi-week version of Locked On UCLA. Hopefully we keep you guys entertained and focused. Well, we'll see what happens. And maybe this is the bit of the good news. Some of you may think it's good news. Some of you may not think it's good news. But I figured, hey, why not? After the, the bad football recruiting news, we all may need a beverage. And yes, they started officially doing it in the Rose Bowl. But now the announcement came out that beer and wine are now officially available for UCLA men's and women's basketball home games at Pauley Pavilion. They're ongoing. You can drink it. And while we all may need an alcoholic beverage to kind of, if you're old enough, if you're of age, 21 or older, with valid identification, you can get up to two alcoholic beverages per transaction until the end of the third quarter of women's games or the 10-minute mark, the halfway point of the second half, for men's games, you can get imported domestic beers, red and white wine, whatever it is. Martin Germont, you can't knock him. He is doing whatever it takes to get fans to the Rose Bowl, to improve the fan experience and make Pauley Pavilion a raucous atmosphere, make it even a little more crazy with the Big Ten coming, still the end of the Pac-12 era with Mick Cronin and what he's building. So they've got security. They're talking about how security is being built up and it's available for the first Regular season home game, I believe. And while I think they've had only wooden athletic fund members in the Pavilion Club technically be able to have alcoholic beverages, now you can get red and white wine for everybody of age, 21 years and older. We might see the rowdy college students come back and get crazy. The Bruin fans, the Bruin, you know, whatever it is, UCLA, they all, all the students should come out and have a good time if they're of age. All the UCLA fans, hey, 
you're having a bad day, if it's even a less than top tier opponent in your eyes, I, I respect all the men major programs that could come in and take on UCLA men's or women's basketball in Paulette Pavilion. Go enjoy your time. You know, despite the, the football news, we'll push that to the side. You can go you can go have a nice little, uh, you can have a refreshing drink now at Pauley Pavilion. And we'll see how much that improves UCLA's game day atmosphere. Hopefully it does. Maybe that drills a couple more people because some people have noticed and pointed out that UCLA's home schedule this year, pretty lackluster, including having a home game against SC when the students aren't technically even on campus in session. So, you know, it, they're trying to find ways to build. You can't fault UCLA's athletic department to continue to find ways. They're calling people. They want people back at the Rose Bowl. We all should be cheering for them at the Rose Bowl. And while the Bruins have a bye, they get Oregon. They still have Arizona and Stanford. The Bruins need the fans. They need all the support going to the Rose Bowl to cheer them on then. Everybody wants to go to the SC game or any potential Pac-12 title game, but they should want fans to have a nice road-supporting rooting group, whether it be, you know, going on the road, but building the home atmosphere to get the Rose Bowl back to what it was for a team that truly deserves it at home. And then now for the men's basketball team, that's going to be young, youthful, exciting. I know I talked about and teased in previous episode earlier this week, tying what, what do we want to talk about for the bye week and basketball? I know this isn't truly anything remarkable with basketball yet, but they're going to be young, youthful, exciting. The fans should come bring the energy and Make Poly Pavilion a rocking building, not of old, but of new and modern times. UNC, their time's changing. Duke's changing. At some point, Bill Self's going to leave Kansas. And UCLA should try and be the blue blood of old and return not to just glory and be a Final Four team, but to a national championship team with a crazy atmosphere. And how am I put pinning tail, uh, you know, pin, pinning tails, whatever it may be, and, you know, kind of alluding and kind of drawing it back to the beer and the alcohol, whatever it may be. Yeah, it is what it is. But just saying, hey, they're now available at UCLA Games. And if you're of age, 21 and older, all that Martin Jermont said is we heard the fans loud and clear and they wanted many options for their game day experience, whether it be beer or wine options. They're going to offer a wide selection while also promoting responsible drinking. So drink responsibly. That's just a simple message. But hopefully we get expanded game day atmospheres for all sports. We've seen UCLA soccer on the women's side just be dominant. Even the men's side, they're building. They're getting good crowds. UCLA football needs to get there. Basketball wants to get there. And we all just want to support our Bruins. So I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit to end our show. And go enjoy some, some beverages. And might need to crack one now because UCLA's recruiting class is closer to 100 than it is to the top 80 in the country overall. But that's going to wrap it up for Locked On UCLA today. Go make Locked On Pac-12 with Spencer McLaughlin your second listen today. It's a good show. Go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen. Probably hopping on pretty soon with that UCLA-Oregon matchup looming in the works. In the meantime, get your hands in the air, Bruins fans, for a loud eight clap. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. Don't really know why I was off key there. It's like a, a brain fart. You know, it is what it is. I, 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 I can promise you, I did not read into that last headline and actually do it before the show. I promise you, despite that lackluster. Wait, let's have another eight clap. Let's try that again. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, fight, fight. Much better. All right. There we go. Three eight claps in a show. 
you know, you got to bring up the energy for a bye week. We got to be intense for something, right? We got to be. We got to be. Meantime, go like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for the support. You can get the podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcast. This has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.